Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Nairi. And we're here to show you the behind the scenes of our fitness journeys. To share the lessons that we've learned along the way. And the things that have helped us grow. To help you thrive in your own journey. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower you. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, happy Thursday or whatever day it is for you. And thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to be recording this amazing podcast all about beginners in the gym, what you need to know, what you should expect and how to get the most from your training. Happy Thursday, Nairi. How are you today? Oh, happy Thursday, Hannah. I'm super excited. I feel like we're always excited. <laughs> I literally I I tag like I'm so excited I know (laughs) you know it's funny actually I was when I was recording and um, editing my YouTube video I literally said I'm super excited so many times (laughs) I was just like that's like my catchphrase I'm super excited (laughs) it's because we're so passionate about what we do exactly but um yes so I'm I'm doing very well thank you and how about you today I'm really good. I actually had the best morning. I met up with some girls from uh, Crunch and we did the little outdoor workout um, filming for Crunch, uh, their live classes that they're streaming at the moment. So it's so fun to see people. Like that's the most people I've seen in four months. I know when I've seen you on your stories, like this morning in or yesterday, actually in the car, I was like, I have not seen this visual (laughs) of Hannah. (laughs) at all she's not in her house what is this I know and then when I saw you were doing the Pilates as well and I I messaged you saying that it reminded me of you might not know about this but channel 10 they did like this aerobics thing actually then it might have been another it might not have actually been Australian I'm not sure but they did an aerobics out like outdoors and my sister and I used to do it together and this is going back like you know 15 plus years ago oh my god that's so funny you know what I didn't know what you meant when you said it though because I feel like I've seen it on the morning tv like it's like Sydney Harbour in the background and they're doing all this exercise yeah so funny funny. I love it so fun Um, all right well shall I get into our new questions that we have today very new questions Um, Question number one, how will you challenge yourself this week or push yourself to grow? Okay, well, mine is sort of like, um, I'm still waiting to hear back, but I've got a photo shoot in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be working on pushing myself to essentially like just get that tiny little bit leaner um, for the photo shoot. And um, I'll be getting my calories changed I think tomorrow so I'm not too sure what that's going to look like it might be a little bit more aggressive because it's only two weeks away um and yeah so that'll be interesting to see how my body sort of changes a little bit and also um I might be a little bit hungrier (laughs) in the next couple weeks so just um working on really focusing on uh, I guess the aesthetic side of things for the next couple of weeks and then I'll be going into a building phase. So I'm excited for mm-hmm. after the photo shoot. So that's what I'll be focusing on this week. And what is your, uh, what, how are you going to challenge yourself this week? Well, I'm actually in the middle of a decision-making process of oh. am I going to compete in April? 
Oh, I've been wondering. Oh, I've been wondering yeah. about that. Okay, I'm cool. wondering myself to be. <laughs> I'm in two minds, and yeah. you know what's playing in my head a lot at the moment is that bloody quote. Um, I don't even know if I've shared it yet or if it's scheduled to post. Um, that you should, um, don't make decisions based on time, money, or energy spent. It's already gone. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of reevaluating now. Mm. Is it in my best interest to compete mm. with the stage that I'm currently at in my life? What's mm. the value of it? Or am I just focusing on sunk costs of what time, energy, and money has been spent in the process so far mm. and just competing for the wrong reasons, which I'm very conscious of because if I'm not all in, I'm out. It's such yes. a healing process. If I'm not going for to give it my all, I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. It's almost like that. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Yes. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Nice and simple, just to put it nicely. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I guess, I mean, obviously this has to come down to your decision. Like it's you, so it needs to come from you. But maybe when's like the cutoff point that you have to decide well we're 25 weeks out yeah um so I need to be starting my prep I think it's the the last Monday of November okay about a month to decide Hmm. um so yeah so like what what is the outcome for you like what's the end goal if you compete what what is it that you actually want to achieve I want to go pro Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to win. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, that's the ultimate goal, um, which has been my goal for such a long time. And, like, speaking to my coach, like, I'm definitely up there. I know that with the condition that I was in coming in for the Sydney show. A little bit small in my quads then, um, but we, we're working on that now. Um, so yeah, there's definitely potential. I mean, obviously you never know what's going to happen on the day and you ha- you never know what other people are going to bring and yeah. like, may the best man win, of course, but I want that best man to be me. <laughs> um, <Whoa, man>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like now I just need to really folk, like really mm. reflect, journal, figure out why I'm really doing this because I'm still unsure. I still don't know, like, is this still what I want or have I wanted it for so long that I don't really know what I want now? Yeah. And do you feel that there's like a, a time thing, a time limit here? Um, in what capacity? Is that what you mean? Like, have you placed a time limit on when you have to achieve this pro status? Like, well, you know- we said that July would be my last competition mm. because of the strain it puts on my body physically like I ended up in hospital last time like not many people know this but I did like I got so lean and then I had to extend it um because of um getting postponed and then getting cancelled and all the ups and downs of going into lockdown so my deficit was very very aggressive I was on 1300 calories Mm. which my body could not handle for a prolonged period of time but because comp got postponed first of all by an extra five weeks we had to put me in a deficit for longer than my body could handle essentially and I I mean look I, I was fine yeah. um but the fact that I got myself to the stage where I was ended up in hospital is not good mm. you know um go on. 
it, it's such a shame that the WBFF actually they cancelled it this year because I mean they wouldn't have known two months ago when or whenever they cancelled it a month ago they wouldn't have really known how things were going to um, you know transform in the next couple of months but it's a shame that it did end that way because you know people like you that have had you know been working so hard all year long and to still not be able to showcase that physique and then you're like sort of starting to think about oh well can I compete next year and and then it's you know it's just being delayed and delayed and delayed yeah it is definitely like it sucks but also like the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's come Mm. from it being cancelled like I would never get that opportunity I remember last year when we first went into lockdown and I knew people that had um, prepped for the the May show. And this was when COVID was like, never heard of, not even a thing. The, there was no one believed that the gyms would close. No one believed that the world would go into lockdown. And people had prepped for, bloody hell, LA show. The first one of the season, the April LA show that got canceled. Like, and I remember thinking at that time, mm-hmm. I would die if that happened to me, I would never be able to get through it because of all the things. And I got through it and I'm stronger for it. And I learned so many lessons like from it. So yeah, it sucks, but you have to see the growth in yeah in those things. Like it was an amazing opportunity for me to recognize that the worst thing that I could possibly imagine happened and I'm still fine. Yeah, I love that. It's very half glass full sort of attitude. Yeah. I love. You have to though with anything in life because you're always going to, get shit happen right exactly yeah it, it's almost like a practice for other things that could go wrong not to say that everything goes wrong but you know it's normal for shit to happen <laughs> yeah definitely and being able to know how to actually navigate that's important yeah and not let everything just fall behind the wayside because you've still been uh like you still maintain a level of condition like you still look incredible you might have oh, you've jumped your calories up exponentially, which is amazing. But, um, you know, now you're able to like build a little bit, like building your quads, which is cool. Like you wouldn't have been able to do that in a deficit. Exactly. And also, you know what? I could have got on stage in July. Like the ultimate goal, we said from day one, July will be my last show, win or lose. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and what could have potentially happened is I could have stepped on stage and not been in the condition that I needed to be. I mean, look, I couldn't have got any leaner, but quads could have been bigger, could have lost or not won. You never lose. Um, But yeah, um, I could have not won and not achieved my goal. And that would have been it, my last one, where now maybe I've been given another opportunity to come in bigger and better than before for the April show. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise that the comp was cancelled. And you know what? If you do decide to go ahead with April, you'll probably come with more fire because you're like, you know, I couldn't do last year. And I'm like, I am making this the best prep that I've ever possibly done. You know, like, obviously, you want to keep trying to get better and better, but I feel like you'd have so much more grit and so much more passion. Yeah, like, I would want it. Like, the, yeah. the hunger would be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. see, now you're swinging me in that direction. <laughs> now, I did have another question within that. So we've spoken off camera, off recording about wanting to have a family and everything. And so my thoughts are like, I don't want to just say that 
um, I have to compete before I'm this age because then I'm going to have a family and then I have no chance at kind of going back to that goal. But what if there was the opportunity for you, you know, to have children and then a couple of years later to step on stage? Because like you see girls do it all the time. And I think it's so inspirational when someone's got a family, they've got a husband and or a partner and they've been able to still make it work and they look incredible. Like they've been able to achieve that goal despite having a family because obviously having children, it makes things so much more difficult and you get a lot less sleep and all of those other things and they're your main focus. But to still be able to come in to a show and look the way that they do is absolutely inspirational to me. So I feel like whilst, you know, we both probably want to compete before, again, you know, for you before you have, um, have a family. And for me, it's like, I want to, um, compete for the first time at least, but if that didn't happen, then, well, I just keep coming back and trying, like eventually I'll get there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm like hats off to the women who compete when they've had kids, like hats off to them. Having been through four preps, competed three times, but been through four preps, um, each one harder than the last, I don't know if I would when I have kids. Um, Because I know we've spoke about this before, like I want to be a full-time mom. I want to be there my everything. And um, I don't know if I would be able to be that and compete at the same time. Yeah, I Um, see yeah so I don't know like I'm not I'm never going to rule it out because when they're at school and they're a bit older and you know I've got more time on my hands potentially um but yeah we shall see okay well (laughs) maybe that will help you to weigh out your decision I think yeah is there any reason why you want to do April and not wait um yeah because I'm conditioned still Mm, okay and my off season, I sit at 65 yep. kilos and um, I'm still conditioned. I still have that. I still have that in me. And then we want to go Europe. We want to do life, you know, oh, um, next year. So like, I think April um, would probably be the perfect time. Yeah. Okay. Time, but the most <laughs> perfect time of the year. Yes. And poor Shardy, God bless him. Like, I feel like I just got to get it out of the way for him because <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I guess the, you know, the positive thing here is if you do go ahead with it, we'll be competing, you know, together. I but obviously... would be over the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, to be honest, that's really playing me. It's like me and you backstage together, Love do it. a little a vlog to stage Ooh. and all of the things. Love that. <laughs> Well, keep us posted. I can't wait to sort of hear, you know, what unravels. I know, I will. Anyway, um, I thought that's all, almost an episode <laughs> in itself right there. No. <laughs> um, so our second question, another new question that we haven't asked before. What's been a, something that's come up for you this week? Like, has there been a recurring theme of conversation? Yeah. So we were talking about this before and you totally gave me the idea to use it. <laughs> so I've been focusing on not being so perfect with everything that I do because when you are trying to be perfect a lot of the time you just don't post anything for instance on Instagram or you know 
you don't post that story or, you know, you don't um, edit that video and, you know, all of those little things that it's almost that imposter syndrome sort of thing. It's like you think that everyone else is like perfect in their entire world and life and, you know, you feel like you have to be that way too, but it's not the case. No one's perfect. So just really kind of tuning into um, my imperfections uh, because I feel like imperfections are what make people beautiful because they're, they're our unique sort of individual thing that no one else has. So um, that's what makes us different from one another. Um, so that's what I'll be focusing on um, this next week. Um, slash have been focusing on and it's actually been working out quite well because I've been very productive with my content um, I've been creating things for my website like videos for my about me um, I've also been doing um, YouTube finally been getting my YouTube videos out <laughs> it's taken me a while but um, I've still got one more um, video from my birthday which was literally over a month ago I think Oh my god, already! I can't believe it. I've been talking about my birthday for like a whole month now. Yeah, I feel like it's been your birthday <laughs> for a month. <laughs> I love it. I told Thomas the other day. I'm like, yeah, it's it's not a birthday week. It's a birthday month for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So just getting out lots of different content, um, different platforms, and everything, and um, you know, just kind of just being authentic, just being myself. I think that's the the main thing here. So that's what I'll be focusing on. What about you, Hannah? What's your challenge um, or recurring theme um, that you're going to be focusing on? Um, well, just before I tell you, I absolutely love that. And honestly, it's so, um, so true. Like when you're authentic and you're yourself, like that's when the magic happens. You know, I was having this conversation with my friend this morning um, about because we were saying she and my friend Emma, she was the one that was teaching the Pilates class. Um, mm -hmm. and she, I was like oh are you nervous and she was like no because I just show up at myself as myself she was like when I get nervous it's because I'm thinking everything needs to be perfect and I end up making more mistakes so I just <gasps> go up and and get it done and I'm like yeah it's so true and people respond to that people want real people don't want polished yes people want to be able to relate to you you know Exactly. You know, every time that I think back to um, sporting events that I've done or when I'm competing against people, when I'm not giving a fuck about what anyone else is doing and I just, I go in and just have fun, that's when I actually perform. When I overthink it and when I think about other people judging me and, and compare myself to other people, that's when I do really badly. So it's quite quite fascinating um yeah just be yourself <laughs> yeah I love it yeah so yeah. true anyway so my theme this week has been energy um Ooh. as in like I kind of similar to what we discussed last week actually about um just being in control of your energy and how you show up in certain situations lots of conversations this week about people being affected by other people's energy mm. um so I shared some stuff on my stories yesterday just about like um you are responsible for the energy that you bring to the room. It's about having that pep talk with yourself before you get into certain situations, uh, having behavioral triggers for when you're not feeling yourself that you can turn to. Like, I think we've spoke about this before. Shari gets home at 5.30. I know that when he gets home, I want to be his wife. Like, I don't want to still be stuck in work mode, stressing about programming or whatever it is I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. um, so before he comes home, turn off my laptop, everything's done get into wife mode um 
And yeah, um, I was listening to Brendan Bouchard. I absolutely love him. (laughs) And he says this really interesting thing about think of yourself as a power plant. A power plant does not have energy. It's not something that you just have automatically. It's something that's generated. Yeah. So you don't have happiness. You generate happiness with your your things you tell yourself, the things you do, your behaviors, your actions. Um, And you can turn that around. It's not easy. Um, but you can, like, if you're feeling flat, like my yesterday morning, I woke up, I was absolutely knackered. I was so tired. Um, and the first thing I did cold shower. And then in that shower, I was like, okay, I feel like shit this morning. I feel really tired. I feel really down. I can either focus on that or I can focus on what do I want to feel? I want to feel uplifted. I want to feel happy. Okay. What makes me feel that way? What actions do I need to take to get me into that state? Listen to upbeat music. Cause normally on the way to the gym, I'll listen to a podcast, Mm. but this, that this particular morning, I knew that I needed heavy, like loud music that was going to lift me up. Like that sort of thing. And then also like, I don't know about you. I've been in that situation so many times myself. Like how many times have you been brought down by the energy of people around you? Oh yeah. Like it's infectious, <laughs> right? I know. It's negative. Negative energy is very contagious. Very well, contagious. so positive, but yeah. I feel like sometimes the negative can actually override the positive sometimes. So it's, it's very, yeah, very hard to sort of. Yeah. And we're all guilty. Like sometimes I've, put people on a downer myself not meaning to but like you come into a situation and you're flat and you're like oh not in it today and then immediately that person could have been having a fantastic day and unwillingly you've influenced them so like just showing up and taking what control you can of your own energy so important you know that's like that's mirroring mirror neurons oh tell me more so essentially it's like a a neuroplasticity um you know neuro process that happens that if someone you kind of match someone else's energy or their body language or their tone um so like you know for instance if you smile I'll probably smile you know (laughs) like it's contagious like so yeah just matching someone else and their behavior and um yeah their body language yeah love that you just gotta be so conscious of it it's true yep Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> last question before we get into it. What are you excited for this week? Well, uh, Thomas and I have been looking at getaways uh, because obviously coming into summer and our anniversary is coming up as well. So we want to go away for our anniversary, um, which is New Year's. So excited. <laughs> You can't see Hannah's pointing to, I shouldn't say this, should I? No, you Thomas won't even listen. <laughs> He's pointing, she's pointing to her um, hand, to her ring finger. To a certain anyway. finger on a certain hand. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited for um, just getting away together because we've really not had any holidays since, I mean, a lot of people are probably like that with COVID, but even Thomas, he hasn't had any time off since like he's only had five days off in like five years. That is it. He never, ever takes time off. And it's only in the last couple of months that he's realized that he actually needs to, to prevent burnout. Mm -hmm. But he's very much like, he's got so much leave banked up. It's ridiculous how many weeks he's got. Um, 
and I think it's it's because of his mom his mom was always someone who um was you know she worked really hard and she didn't take a lot of time off and when she did take time off it was because of the kids being in hospital or having broken legs and all this sort of stuff so she never really took time off so I think that's sort of where it um stemmed from um he's like no just got to keep working keep working hard you know um but if you've got holidays that like, you should definitely take them because then you can come back and be productive and you don't burn out because even if you love what you do you can still burn out <laughs> yeah really. oh god yeah learn that the hard way <laughs> yeah so um we're gonna go away um probably just like either Sunshine Coast or Gold Coast we're not really sure yet um and I think we'll go for like a week or so when are you gonna go when or where when when um well it's, we have to book it like in the next day or two because even last night I was having a look and there's a lot of places already taken up like New Year's Eve yeah because they're opening the borders you yeah of course of there. everyone's coming from different states so um yeah I'll have to book it I think today we said so I was sort of thinking Gold Coast hinterland maybe um, but I guess it's all subject to availability so around New Year's either like a couple days before or like the night before and then we'll stay for a week after that so um, yeah it'll be really fun and like we don't really have to like do stuff we can just um, like just enjoy each other's company and you know go for hikes and um I don't know what else you do in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we're thinking like the hinterlands, either Sunshine Coast or Gold Coast. So So I'm really excited for that. Um, On a short term notice sort of being excited for, I mean, um, we're actually going to um, this weekend. It's my, um, Uh, my brothers invited us all over like the entire family over for like an outdoor theater so so I know so it's like it's kind of like a drive-in how you've got like a kid movie and then the kids go to bed and then you watch an adult movie (laughs) so good so we're gonna do that this weekend I'm very excited I think it's awesome I feel really nostalgic because it just reminds me of my childhood you know oh yeah What are you excited for, Hannah? I'm excited for everything. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for Sunday. I'm seeing two of my girlfriends that I haven't seen oh. for ages because of lockdown. Like one of my friends, I have not seen her since my birthday, which was on the 29th of June. Wow. Um, really? So I'm going to see them, um, catch up with them. I'm excited because we're coming out of lockdown, so things are reopening. Um, and I'm super excited for it. We're going to have a break. We've got um, so one of my friends from our wedding actually bought us a break in the Hunter Valley, um, but then oh. we booked it and COVID happened and then we booked, we rescheduled and then COVID happened oh. again. So we were like, okay, like we really need to use it. Um, they just called me today because we were booked for next weekend. Oh. Um, but they were like, there's still loads of restrictions. So oh. do you, like they asked me basically, are, you, are we still good to go? And I said, we'll maybe push it back oh. until another time but I haven't figured out the dates yet but soon we're gonna go so because we haven't been away not in as long as you guys um but our last holiday was the Bahamas when we got engaged we didn't even have our honeymoon um so we're gonna like we need to go away oh we're both going somewhere how exciting (laughs) so excited can't wait to hear when yours when you decide 
I know me too and also I was like oh my god if you're going like when we can travel we should meet up in sunshine <gasps> and have dinner totally. all mm-hmm. like if we can like I'll Definitely. I mean look we're going to come to Queensland as soon as possible anyway so even if like it's not on the week that you're on holiday we'll still catch up but yeah like you just let me know when you're coming off and I'll I'll make some time for you <laughs> oh my god I'll be so happy <laughs> all right well shall we get into today's topic I feel like I'm gonna let you fire away with this one Sounds good. Well, as Hannah mentioned before, we're going to be talking about uh, how to be successful um, as a beginner in the gym, because we've actually had a couple of people message us about this. Um, And, you know, I see people all the time in the gym who very clearly don't know what they're doing, but that's okay. Everyone starts somewhere. Um, But having some tips um, under your belt can actually help you make sure that you're actually going to progress and you're actually going to achieve the goal that you set out. So we thought today we'd chat about um, our top tips. So we've got six today. So let's start with the first one. And I believe it's probably the most important, (laughs) kind of a no brainer, but um, we feel that hiring a coach is probably one of the most important things that you can do because a coach can guide you. They can, you know, prevent you from making the mistakes that they've made in the past and they can ensure that you actually achieve the goal that you set out and they can obviously educate you. So it's not just a phase. It's not just during the time that you're with them. You know, the things they'll educate you on is something that you can use forever. So it's actually quite valuable. So is there anything that you wanted to add with that, Hannah? Yeah, absolutely. I think hiring a coach is like probably one of the best things that you can do. And one of the common misconceptions is that people think that they can just go into the gym and exercise willy nilly and get results. But there's actually a big difference between exercising and training. And if you have a specific goal that you want to achieve, you need to structure your training in a certain way that's set up to achieve that goal. Like I think people miss understand the actual level of education that coaches have and the amount of study that we do to learn the things that we learn because it's not just hop into the gym do a few things and get the result like it's it takes a lot more than meets the eye to to get that and we obviously having a coach just shortens your learning shortens your um the amount of time it's going to take you to achieve your goal you could do lots of research and maybe possibly somewhere in the future achieve your goal but even as a personal trainer I was not training right yes to actually get the desired outcome it was only when I hired a coach myself and dropped my bloody ego thinking I could do everything myself that I learned so much and actually started to see results and training in a progressive way to get me the results that I have if I hadn't hired a coach I never would have got where I am yeah and that was a personal trainer so yeah and that's also important too even personal trainers even coaches we all still need a coach at some point or like you know you'll go through periods of time where you will have a coach because you progress so much faster and mm-hmm. you learn things that you can implement on your own clients through the coaching process with your coach so it's it's in your best interest for everybody not just the beginners So I think even for me as well, when I first started, I just kind of went on bodybuilding.com. I know a lot of people probably do that. And, you know, you look up some generic program and you think that you can get away with just kind of, like you said before, willy nilly going in, just doing whatever and, and whenever, but there's actually like an art to coaching and like programming. So 
making sure that you're actually progressing towards the goal. Well, if you get a generic program, that's not going to get you the result that you set out, is it? Because you're not actually doing all of the things. You're only doing this one little section and, you know, you're probably doing too much as well because there's no individualization. (laughs) And the thing is, like, with the utmost respect, how many people do you know that bust their ass in the gym and have never seen results. If you, if it was that simple that you just go in and exercise, go have a look around the gym. Why hasn't everybody got the results that they've set out to achieve? It's very, very challenging when you don't know what you're doing. Exactly right. How long did it take you to um, hire a coach? Um, so I was a personal trainer for about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, oh God, I've been in the fitness world, like in various like group fitness instructor stuff like that for about a couple of years and then I wanted to compete and I was like I don't know what I'm doing like I don't I don't know how to get to that condition like I'm just I'm very aware of like the fact that you don't know what you don't know there's so many worlds out there that if I wanted to learn something I would go for to get a coach in any area whatever it was I wanted to learn if it was about investing I would go and find someone who invested I just I'm a big believer in find someone who has achieved what you want to achieve and absorb what you can absorb from them um but it still took me about a year and a half of being in the fitness world before I actually was like okay I have this goal I know that I don't know how to get there let me find someone who does yeah I love it. You know, it's interesting when you said that you wanted to compete and that's kind of when you decided you needed a coach. But what about before that? Like when you first start in the gym, why is it not uh, more recommended for people to get a um, coach straight away? Why do you have to wait a period of time until you're like, oh, okay, I've seen a little bit of results. Now I want to actually do this goal. It's like, what if you started from the get-go? Oh, I would have achieved so much faster. I had an ego. The ego, dropping the ego. I was like, oh, I'm sure it's just exercise. You know, I'll just follow a YouTube video. I'll just follow this. I followed Kayla. It's it's science, Kayla. It's amazing. I just respect her. Awesome. But it wasn't for me. Like, it wasn't targeted to me and my goals. Didn't get anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, I did loads of different things, like eight-week challenge here, this and that there. I always sought the education but I never saw education that was tailored to me and my goal. Therefore, it never got me to where I wanted to be. Exactly. Yeah, that's the key thing here is uh, the coaching is individual. It will, your nutrition, your training program, um, like your check-ins, everything will be individual to you, your lifestyle, what you do for work, um, you know, your previous dieting history, how you're presenting yourself now, like what your physique looks right now. There's just so many different factors that come into a person that you can't possibly do that in a generic program. It can't, it's not a one size fits all. And one thing that um, actually is just so valuable that just popped into my head, what happens when shit goes sideways? Okay, so you've got a program, you've got a, a thing to follow that tells you everything. But what about those dinners that you go for that you don't know how to factor into that program? What about the lack of motivation that might hit you and you don't have anyone to talk to and no support? Coaching will give you all of that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the mindset work too. I feel like your internal, like working on yourself internally is just as important as the external. So learning how to actually um, change your mindset to a, a growth mindset 
and to have that positive um, attitude all the time or as much as possible anyway, to bring yourself out of a hole when you're feeling like shit, when you feel like you, you're going to go and emotionally eat to be able to come pull yourself out and be like, oh, well, that's not going to serve my goal. But you only learn that through having a coach so and someone to guide you. Yeah. Yes. Love that one. I love it too. Now, number two, this one I think is very important. I mean, they're all important, let's be real. <laughs> but I really quite like this one. Um, it kind of ties into a little bit about what we were talking about before. So number two is having a structured program. So again, the individualization of having a coach, they can actually structure a program that's going to help you progress. Because if you go onto bodybuilding.com or if you have a generic um, plan, then it's not tailored to you and your body type, your, if you want to grow muscle, if you want to lose body fat, or if you want a body recomposition or, um, you know, whatever goal you've actually got a performance-based goal, for instance, you need someone to actually tailor it to you. And the other thing as well is when people come to me initially, like, you know, everyone wants to just go balls to the wall. They just, they want to put all this weight on the bar and do all of these crazy movements. And I actually get people to start off with a screening program now. And this is because I've just noticed that a lot of people, they'll, you know, they're using a barbell, they're doing barbell back squats, they're doing deadlifts and all those other movements, but they're doing them incorrectly and they've hit a plateau with their strength. And the reason is because their technique's actually not as good as they think it is. So by starting people off on a screening program, figuring out where their um, uh, imbalances are and, you know, weaknesses in their muscles, as well as if they've got injuries and limitations, then you can actually see, okay, what's going to be the best direction for this person and what movements does this person really need? Do they need to do a lot of single limb movements or do they need to, you know, start with really basic movements and then we can progress from there instead of people going backwards, um, you know, five months down the track. You know, you if you start small and you start at the basic movement patterns, then you can progress them through and then they can get up to the barbell um, back squats and deadlifts and everything. And their technique has actually improved in the other dumbbell movements. So then they can actually progress their strength from there on. And they're limiting the risk of injury at the same time. So, sorry, I went into a little bit of a rant. <laughs> um, but programming is something that I know that I used to suck at when I first started. Like, I just didn't get it because they didn't really teach it. In, they don't teach it. Uh, it's, there's an art to it as well. Like there's that creative mind to it um, and strategy as well. Like it's not just about slapping exercises together. Like each movement should actually have a purpose because if you do too much junk volume, you're going to fatigue yourself. You're not actually going to be um, progressing through the movements properly. You're not actually going to be performing them properly. And then you're not going to get the results because you're not actually, your technique is not actually there. So um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, structured programming is probably a very important aspect of the coaching process. 100%. And it's not even just about um, muscles and, and junk volume and all of that stuff. It's about joints as well and the longevity yeah. of your training and the health. Like if your training is not programmed um, specifically, like are you using equal opposing joint actions so that you've got enough push and pull on each joint that you're not tightening 
too much from one side and causing like potential ligament or tendon damage even mm -hmm. because there's too much pressure one way like for example men and their bloody bicep curls like yeah, yeah. you know um or all this chest exercising but what about your back like all of these <gasps> things that you've got to think about like you know if you don't have a coach teaching you these things and making sure you're training for longevity just as much as for results then you're not going to get anywhere or your training is going to be very short-lived and full of injuries exactly you know something just popped up for me um, a lot of the time when um, people first start with me, um, I was sort of going into this before, but I forgot <laughs> halfway through. But when they first start, they want to kind of do really heavy lifting. They think that they can start with that. And it's like, no, like when I start a training program, I start at the bare minimum weight that I can do that allows me to execute that movement perfectly or to the best of my ability if it's a new movement. Then as the block goes along then you can increase the weight you actually have like a you know a linear progression instead of going um you know one rep back, uh one rep max there and then where do you go like mm -hmm. you can't kind of keep going up like it gets to a point where it's too much so it's like making sure that you're applying like the minimum effective dose to the actual um, movement or to the training program and then you can actually keep increasing instead of having to regress because you don't want to regress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. I love that. Yeah. So number three is um, focusing on one goal and one goal only instead of chopping and changing and jumping from one thing to another because if you like always do that, then you're never going to get anywhere. You need to commit if you want to lose body fat, commit to a calorie deficit for, you know, months, you know, depending on how much you want to lose. It might be a 12 week period, or maybe it needs to be a 24 week period with a couple of like refeeds in the middle. Um, because a lot of people, they, they say that they want to build muscle. They want to get stronger, but they also want to lose body fat. <laughs> and it's like, that's three different things that might be counteractive to each other like you can't necessarily I think only certain individuals will be able to achieve that um, sometimes a beginner can actually essentially it's a body recomposition you know growing a little bit of muscle losing body fat that is 100% possible for a beginner um, if they're doing everything properly though which most people aren't when they first start I feel um, so that makes making sure that you're actually doing the proper you know tracking of your nutrition and you're actually progressively overloading your training and you're actually resting and recovering as well. They're probably the top three things within that. Um, so is there anything that you wanted to add, Hannah? I feel like I went on to a little tangent. Oh, I love that. I'm just listening to you in awe. <laughs> um, I think you nailed all of it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything I would add, but pretty much speaks for itself, that one. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to lose body fat, be in a calorie deficit, if you want to grow muscle, eat at maintenance or slightly above. I feel Ooh, like one thing. Oh, go on. Yeah, you go. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say the one thing that popped into my head is that also like trust your coach when they tell you that like, for example, I have girls come to me, they want to grow an ass mostly <laughs> and they'll be like eating 12, 1300 calories a day. Mm. And I give them 
what should be not even their maintenance to be honest because I don't scare them straight away up to 2000 I'd be like okay let's you're eating this much let's give you 15 16 1700 and then I'll aim to um, reverse diet them up from there and mm. the terror and the fear that they have of eating that much trust your coach trust yes. if you're going to do that trust them that they are not going to make you fat they are going to reverse you up to a healthy maintenance that's going to make you feel fit strong healthy and get you to your achieved goal uh, to your required goal and then also you can bring it back down from there if you you know you find your plateau or something like that so we can easily manipulate calories but you've got to feed yourself enough food 100 percent, and that's uh it's kind of like people think that you know if they want to lose body fat, they want to, or, you know, for instance, the goal that you said, if they want to grow an ass, they think that it's like, it's a forever thing. It's like, oh, my calories are going to be set at this, you know, really high amount for forever. But it's like, well, it's only going to be for a period of time. So like, don't worry too much about, um, like you can always change your goal if you, you know, decide that, oh, you know, it's been six months or it's been 12 months, I've been building for this amount of time. I'd like to lose some body fat now. I'd like to shave off a little bit of body fat to reveal the muscles that we've grown. So it's like, it's not, goals are not something that you're going to be set on that one thing forever. Like it can change, but just make sure that you're not changing it too often because there is a period of time that you actually need to, um, you know, achieve a certain goal. Like we need to actually make sure that we've got um, a bit of consistency and patience for months on end usually. Um, but just knowing that you can change the goal at the end of that, like once you achieve it, well, let's work on the next thing, you know? Yeah. But also, yeah, you're so right. Like do it for, commit to it for a certain amount of time, but also you need to recognize that the body gets used to things as well. So you do need to, you can't just get, I think another misconception is people want want to just have a program and a meal plan and be off on their merry way, but actually then your body's just going to get used to it and there'll be no changes after a certain period of time. So then you need to update your program, update your calories, play around with different variables such as, uh, you know, manipulating rest period, getting your heart rate higher to lose more body fat, all these different things that we focus on in behind the scenes in our programming that, maybe people don't see day to day um, but there's just so much more to think about it's not just a case of having one program and, and doing that forever yeah and you know that's kind of like when you're dieting if you've done a, a build for a period of time and then you decide that you want to uh, lose a bit of body fat and some people will just go straight back to the normal macros that they used to do for that goal but your body's changed so you actually need you need to tailor it to where your goal like where your body is now not where it was a year ago, because you could have built more muscle since then. Yeah, your basal metabolic rate's going to be higher. Yeah. Or you could be the opposite way. Maybe you actually, um, you know, lost a little bit of muscle. Maybe you needed to lose muscle for the goal that you were after, um, say for a stage or something like that. And your, you know, yeah, your body has completely changed in that um, 12 month period. So you do need to take, sorry, I'm losing myself here. You need to tailor yourself to how your body is at that point, not how it was previously. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. good. <laughs> uh, now the next one, number four is understanding the fact that it's a lifestyle and not a phase. So talking about 
consistency and being patient towards the goal that you're actually wanting to achieve. Yes, so important. I think that a lot of people, they think that, uh, you know, they go on like a fad diet or something like that and, you know, they do it for a period of time. They might do it for eight weeks. They might do it for 12 weeks. And then like, what do they do after that? Mm-hmm. You know, they're just constantly on this cycle of what's the next thing that I have to do. But it's like, why not understand that in order to have a balanced and healthy lifestyle, you need to actually implement the behaviors and actions of that. And, you know, doing all these diets doesn't actually equate to that balance. So you need to actually bring yourself back to what is actually health and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I love that. So true. Literally I've just written a big post on this, um, which is the reason why I got out of personal training and started doing coaching instead, because I was sick of seeing people absolutely smashing it in personal training, getting to their desired results and then going out into the world and forgetting everything and just going back to how they used to be because they're not working with someone anymore. Um, So I found that you actually need to teach people the habits, the foundations, how to program for themselves, how to do the nutrition side of things. Personal training only scratches the surface. It's a band-aid solution. You've got to work on the lifestyle habits. Why do people do an eight-week challenge, a 12-week challenge, however long, and then go back to their old ways straight after it because they haven't learned the solid foundations that they need to grow, which is what we're all about with our coaching. And I feel like leads us into what's to come very soon watch this space guys because there is something so freaking exciting coming up from us oh I can't wait me I should have said that was what I was excited for yeah actually me too so funny. can't wait to yeah. share with you guys a little bit more detail about what we're sort of alluding to right now you might sort of get a little bit of clues here but um yes so understanding lifestyle is um you know our training and our nutrition is a lifestyle we can actually make it more flexible it doesn't have to be a super strict and restricted kind of thing um and that's why we learn about macros because you have that independence to actually eat the foods that you want if you want to go out for a meal you know you can go and do that and you can work out for yourself what you're going to have how you're going to structure the rest of your day and you're still on track with your goal because you're still sticking to your overall macros and calories or at least your calories and your protein for that day. Um, or, you know, if you've divvied it up through the week, if you've given yourself a high calorie day, so I'm going into a bit of a rabbit hole here, but, um, you know, if you actually, this might be a little bit more advanced. Isn't yeah, it? maybe we should just <laughs> rise. Another topic. Another, Another topic. Day. This is not for beginners. <laughs> Now, number five is learning about nutrition properly. This is a huge, huge one. I think nutrition for me was actually something that um, it changed. It was what changed my physique. Before nutrition, the training, your exercise and training doesn't actually equate to as much uh, calorie burn as you expect. What is it, 5%? Yeah, 5%, like, you know, as a generalization. Yeah which is ridiculous. So your um, resting basal metabolic rate, which is your, you know, how much your body needs to actually rest and, and do yeah. absolutely actually not even perform day-to-day tasks, like literally <laughs> rest and do nothing, no movement. Yeah. yeah. And that's 70%. That is so much. So that's 
sometimes things that you can't actually necessarily control, right? Um, we can control. I think the one thing that we really can control is our muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So if you want to eat more food, build more muscle because your body will actually need more food to keep the muscle around. So it's, it's a little hack there to build more muscle. That's a, a way of eating extra food. That's the best thing I ever learned. <laughs> But um, yeah, back to the nutrition side of things, fueling your body properly for your goal is essential. And if you don't know anything about nutrition, then, or if you think that you know a lot of things about nutrition, but you've never tracked macros, chances are you probably don't know much about nutrition. So that's where it comes back to hiring someone to actually help you and educate you through that process. Because that's another thing. That's a skill that you learn and you don't forget it. You know it forever. So if you learn with your coach how to lose body fat, how to maintain your weight, how to grow muscle, you can literally do that on your own in the future. And I think that's something that I really love to focus on is, and that's why long-term coaching is important. You can't do that in a short-term eight-week process or a 12-week process. You need more time to be able to go through those different phases, those different nutrition and training phases so that you can then learn how to do it yourself in the future. So true. Yeah, I love that. Anything else you have to add or would like to add? No, I think you hit the nail on the head as always. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the last one is about recovery. Now, a lot of people, they're so like concerned about training six to seven days a week and, um, you know, team no rest days and, uh, you know, doing extra activity like cardio and all this extra stuff on their rest day. And it's actually counteractive to what you're trying to achieve because your body, you know, you tear the muscle in the gym and then it recovers when you're eating or through eating and when you're sleeping and resting after the gym. So it's not even in the gym that your body is building the muscle. It's just tearing it, tearing it down. And then it rebuilds and gets bigger once you leave the gym, once you've recovered. Yes, so true. And look, it's not even just about uh, muscle building. Like even if your goal is fat loss, you are count, it's counterintuitive to train six, seven days a week and smash your body to its limit because then you're putting too much pressure on your central nervous system. Your cortisol is going to be too high. All of these things are going to affect you, meaning that you're actually going to slow your process and have the op- slow your progress and have the opposite effect that you want to have on your body. It's not quality over quantity. Less yeah. is more. You should not be overtraining. Yes, I love that. You know, it's so interesting when people say, like, I've got a questionnaire for my coaching saying, how many days would you commit to training? And it's a funny question because a lot of the time people say six. A lot of the time they say that much. And I'm just like, well, we probably only do four or five, maybe, maybe three. We might do three, <laughs> you know, but you get a gauge of what they're expecting to do um, and what what's the bare minimum they can actually commit to. So if I program three days and they've said they want to do six, well, then I know they're 100% sure going to get three days because then they're going to get that consistency and that's what's going to get them the result. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Way better to do three days consistently the one week do six and then you've burnt out or you're fatigued or you're too sore and you can only do one the next week and up and down and 
yes. all of this stuff. And that's the other thing as well is when you're doing the training, if you're doing six days a week or you in inverted commas, and then you only do one the next week or two, you've missed out on all of these muscle groups. Whereas if you did three days a week, you can train, like you can do full body three days a week, hundred percent, you know, really good quality. Um, you're in it, you know, you've got good intention, your technique's really good then you're going to actually progress. Whereas if you try and do too much too soon, especially if you're not even able to do it before the coaching, like if you're only doing, uh, you know, here and there, then how do you expect to actually do the six? Like it doesn't make sense, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, making sure that you got your rest days, they're essential to our recovery. Um, and sleep comes into that as well. Making sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep every single night of quality sleep, not just the duration, but quality is just in, as important. And I know a lot of people do say that caffeine doesn't affect them, but it does. It will affect you. It will affect the quality, maybe not the quantity, but the quality will be affected. So true. And I know you said that was the last one, but I just have one more thing that popped into my head, which is very yes. important. And it comes back to consistency. Train when you don't feel like it. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The amount of times I used to listen to my body. The fuck does my body know? Yeah. What's that? Like, it doesn't know shit because you're not at your goal, you know? Um, I yeah. used to literally be such a little weed. I would be like, oh, I've got my period. I can't train. Oh, I don't feel up to it today. I can't train. And I would go around in circles and not get results because I wasn't 100% yeah. committed and consistent. The, to actual by building a habit and training when you are when you're not feeling like it that's what's going to get you the result yeah 100 you have to commit you have to push through you know with that you know when uh you have a coach obviously we both have a coach right now but if you when you don't have a coach there's no one to sort of check on you and say like if you didn't achieve or if you didn't do all your sessions, what's the consequence, mm -hmm. you know? Whereas when you have a coach, it's like, well, if I don't do this session, then I have to go to my coach next week and they're going to rip into me <laughs> or, you know, they're going to be like, you didn't show up for yourself, you know? So I feel like it's so important to practice well, it's important to do it when you don't have a coach at all. But when you're in that beginner's sort of process, you haven't mastered that yet. So when you do hire someone, they can actually teach you to do these things. And it just, the whole process is just so much easier when you do have a coach. I feel like I'm just reverting back to number one again, but um, <laughs> it all ties in. Guys. <laughs> it is honestly the most valuable thing. Um, and, you know, you'll learn things that you can take on with you forever. Oh God, yeah. So mm. valuable. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything to add to you, my love. No, I think that pretty much covers beginners in the gym. Yeah, loved it. It was a fabulous episode. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review. It helps us to grow so much. Um, you can get me on at the Hannah Saad on Instagram. And you are? At coach underscore Nairi. And we are at elevate underscore and underscore empower underscore podcast uh follow us like everything and we'll see you next week <laughs> thanks guys